That's the younger one, Sarah said. His name is Fowles. Maybe it is, Simon Hughes said mildly. It was Sunday morning and Simon was crouching by the window of Josie and Sarah's bedroom, overlooking Northumberland Road. The lace curtain hid him from the street. He'd been there for two hours, and this was his first sighting of either of the new neighbours. Pals walked jauntily down Ryan's path. He carried his cane and was dressed in a well-cut suit. His wide-brimmed hat was perched at a, a, a jaunty angle on his sleek hair. Quite the little dandy, Simon Hughes muttered under his breath. It was odd to have a, a man in your room. Jimmy came in there, of course, and even Da. But it, that was different. Josie flustered and raced upstairs when she heard that Simon wanted to use her room. She frantically tidied up the nightdress and stuff that usually lay around her, the place. When Ma brought Simon up the stairs and seeing how neat and tidy the room was, she looked like she was going to say something. But instead, she just she's just giving Josie a wick, wicked smile. Josie had blushed scarlet. There's no need for you to stay with me, you know, Simon said to Sarah after Ma and Josie left. I want to, Sarah said. She said she was feeling guilt she was feeling guilty for the last night's nasty thoughts about him. Really, his moustache was quite dashing. It, it must feel funny to have that thing growing on your face though. Sarah tried to imagine it but couldn't. Fowles turned the, out the gate and walked towards Falls Bridge. The other one's older, you say, Simon said. Older than English. Really, you can tell nothing from the way people spoke. An Irish man next door might be a British agent. And here Simon, the gunman, who spoke with a cockney accent. He had grown up in London. His father, who was Irish, ran a pub there. Simon wants some tea, Sarah said. I guessed he would, Ma said. She'd recovered quickly from her outburst last night, but Sarah hadn't forgotten it. She'd seen the mask of Calvin take away, taken away from her mother's face and seen what lay beneath. She thought of the troubles Ma had been through. The great strike, years of poverty, the war, the rising. Through it all, Ma had kept the family together, even when her husband was off being shot at in the war where millions died. And now things had turned out well, and she might have expected a little happiness, but instead her husband's her husband and her brother were both up to their eyes in even more dangerous business, and the comfort she had finally found in her ch for her children might be snatched away again. Sarah understood Ma's worries, but she didn't feel the same way. She had only to think about of Dana, for her heart was to swell with pride. But the, that glimpse of Ma's feeling last night, not just what she said, but the pain in her voice when she said it, had confused Sarah. Ma and Dad both wanted the, the best for their children, but in this matter, it seemed there was a gulf between them. She stood by the table and watched Ma go through the simple movements of making tea. She felt a stab of love for this woman, who had done so much for her. And then she heard the feet coming quickly down the stairs, and Simon Hughes came in. Here, Sal, he said. I've been, I've seen your Mr. Moore. Oh, yes. And you'll see him too, I think. He's coming up your path. As he turned to go back upstairs, Sarah saw him 
reach inside his coat for it was gone. She was all she was already in the hall when the knock came at the front door. When Sarah opened it, Mora was standing on the step. Ah, he said. Good morning, Sarah, isn't it? It's it is, Mr Moore. Simon? Hmm, Simon said. He was still looking after fowls. Do you actually know Michael Collins? To talk to, I mean. I do. What do you call him? Simon looked at her. What? he said. Do you call him minister or general or what? Just Mr Collins? Simon laughed. Mostly, he said. We call him Mick or when we're talking about him we call him the big fella. Is he nice? He can be. He's he's a laugh sometimes and sometimes he's not funny at all. Why ask me? Your dad knows him as well as I do. Better maybe. Dad? Dad knows Michael Collins? Yeah. And now stop asking me questions. In fact, you can go down and ask your mother to make me a cup of tea. But what if Mr. Moore comes out? How will you know it, him? Simon smiled at her. Sal, he said gently, you tell me the Ryans are two old ladies. They have two ex-military men living with them now. One has gone out. If your Mr. Moore comes out, I th I'll think I'll be able to recognise him. Unless, of course, he's dressed up as an old lady. The Ryan sisters have had been absolutely mortified when the Conways, low slung people, as Sarah had overheard one of them say, had moved in. In fact, they had never liked living next door to a house that was partly let out. They felt it lowered the tone of the neighbourhood. Then the, then the Ryan's own fortunes had taken a turn for the worse. And a well-bred, respectable young man had swindled them out of their savings. They had been forced to let out part of their own house. Sarah had been quite pleased with this turn of events, knowing how shamed the snooty sisters would be. Now she tried to imagine more, with his neat moustache dressed in the antique clothes of the sour old Ryan sisters. Sarah giggled. Really, Simon was fun. Josie could do a lot worse than encourage him. True to his word, Dad had gotten back before curfew last night. Simon, he said, would be up first thing after curfew tomorrow. Dan and Mick would have to have to be in work. The Conway woman must have seen give must give Simon whatever he needed. Sarah, no idea what of what that might be, but felt thrilled anyway. Maybe she couldn't carry guns, but she could still take in some part in things. She was glad that she had taken Simon's gun that time. It had been dangerous and foolhardy, but it had made her feel very good. She'd done her bit. Now that she knew how things stood, of course, everything was different. Now she'd do her bit being careful. And if girls were best for moving weapons, surely they were good at moving messages too. Sarah had imagined her of herself bringing important documents to Michael Collins himself. Sarah found Ma in the kitchen, already making tea. Ella and Josie had gone for a walk in Herbert Park. Ma came to the door and Sarah introduced her to their visitor. Actually, Moore said, I hope to see Miss Breen again. The Breens lived in the basement, Ma said. Sarah, why don't you bring Mr. Moore downstairs? Sarah didn't want to go any anywhere with this man, who might be a British agent. <laughs> then she thought she might find more out about him if he did go. Come on, Miss. Come on, Mr. Moore, she said. Only I hope you haven't had your breakfast. Mr. Green will stuff you. Mrs. Green will stuff you with tea and cake. 
She was surprised to hear her own voice sounding so cheery. Maybe she was getting better at lying. That must be use that would be useful. She tripped down the steps with Mr. Moore on her heels. She could feel the presence loom behind her all the way down to the breeze.